Hello everyone, welcome to Non-Sequitur Nerds once again. Tonight we're going to need you to be kind and please rewind because we're talking about content delivery tonight. And uh, yes, for those of you that actually get what I mean by be kind, rewind, we're old enough for VHS and Betamax. Anyway, as always, I am Tim, joined by my buddy Ian. How's it going tonight, bud? We're going pretty good tonight, uh, Tim. Uh, so, uh, first and foremost, an apologies to those of you in your land. Uh, I am remote right now, uh, currently recording this from the middle of VFE Nowhere, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> I do that every week. House. Right, down, to the, down <laughs> at my parents' house. So I'm uh, using a craptastic onboard webcam and uh, wired Samsung uh, earbuds. <laughs> it so, works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, content delivery. Uh, we talked previously, uh, you know, about, you know, different streaming services and, you know, how we how we ingest content these days. But uh, let us rewind <laughs> ah, time. I see what you did there. Yeah, let us, you know, grab your pencils and uh, and turn back the uh, the cassette tapes because we're going to rewind time as we, um. as we go and... Uh, Talk about content. Yeah, we're full of the puns. Man, yeah, I, I forgot when, like, when, <laughs> when you had to rewind a tape like using a pencil or something. Man, back before automatic rewind. Uh, for those of you who don't know, don't know what a cassette is, it's... Uh, how do you describe a cassette to people that probably only know what an iPod is? <laughs> and even that, that uh, some people might not know what an iPod is. Right, so uh, for those of you uh, who were born uh, after the after 2000, so the consumers... <laughs> um, uh, a cassette tape is a plastic uh, tape, probably about yay big. Uh, what do you say? Eight eight inches by four inches, roughly. Uh, you, you talking VHS or audio cassettes? Well, VHS. Oh, I was gonna say because yeah. audio cassettes were like that big. I'm like, what is he talking about? Well, yeah. So uh, you know, VHS tapes uh, and uh, you know, audio cassettes as well. They were both forms of media consumption. VHS tapes were used for uh, being able to you know watch recorded uh tv and movies back in the day and uh uh, cassette tapes were how we ingested um you know audio back in tim and i's day uh (laughs) there there was also things called eight tracks which are like that's a little before us though yeah they're they're kind of like these weird like i mean they're not quite vinyl but they were like the next step after vinyl uh, not quite all but uh anyway (laughs) so uh yeah these little cassette things that you stuck inside of a machine uh and it played music actually to uh you know things kind of like this except they were much bigger they actually looked like contenders so you know uh but yeah so content delivery um we're going to kind of start i think probably with tim and i's era which is going to be you know the the era of uh single use media consumption so you know when we when we were first born and we not really when we were first born i guess but when our first real exposure to these was uh you know, you if you wanted wanted to watch something, you had to buy it outright. Yeah, like, like you just you went to the local store, and they usually had like a rack of you know movies or something, and you you just picked what was there and you you paid for it and you took it home and you then owned it. You, you owned a, a plastic box that had your movie on it, and you're like you know I mean again like I, f- I feel bad having to explain these things, but there probably are some some listeners and viewers that don't know these things. You know, DVDs and Blu-rays today, you know, you can pick a scene and boom, it's right there. VHS, like, you had to, if you were at the beginning of the tape, you had to start it there. And if you wanted to get to a spot, you had to fast forward and manually go through, you know, like scrubbing on an iPhone or an Android. You had to manually go through until you find a spot and then play it there. 
if when you got to the end yeah. of the movie, you wanted to watch it again, you didn't just go to the main menu and click on a button. There, There's no menus. It's all just there. You had to rewind yeah. it and play it from there. And and these magic content devices that, that we all carry around in our pockets, uh, you know, you couldn't, you, you didn't play a VHS or a tape or anything like on those. You had to have a dedicated box, yep. a VHS player, that sat connected to your television that you had to switch the inputs or maybe... Maybe change it to like channel three or channel something three, like yep. that. Channel three, um, <laughs> four. If you were like some kind of like weirdo that for some reason had that input or one of those dongle switches that you could switch like the input. So you know, like, channel three, channel. N- n- nobody that I knew that had that switch on their on their uh, tape player ever set it to channel four. I don't know like if there was like some weird regional thing where channel three was in use, but like nobody I knew ever used anything other than channel three. The only time that i think you would use it is if you were using like for some reason if your television had double coax ends mm-hmm. you could uh you could have like the nintendo hooked up to it because if you remember right. the, the nintendo coax also had the switch yeah that, oh that's so. true but it, but the nintendo coax box also had the coax screw on the back of it so you could use it as a pass-through as well if you remember that true so, yeah, uh, again, true. really dating ourselves here, you know, coax, <laughs> like, like, I think it's funny, like, you know, we went from coax cables, which were one cable, then we went to, you know, AV, which was, you know, the red, white, and yellow, because one cable, bad, and then we went to uh, composite, which was the, you know, your red and white for audio, and then blue, red, and green for video, because more cables, good, less cables, bad, and then we went to HDMI, which one cable, good, more cables, bad, we've gone full circle now, from one cable being bad to one cable being good. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about that, talk about size matters and everything, I mean, look at the original iPod. I mean, the original iPod was kind of a little tiny thing, and it just had the little dial wheel on it. Like, yeah. there was no digital play or anything. Right. And then it got bigger. Right. And then it got bigger. And then it got really small when they did the iPod Nano. And then oh, it got yeah. bigger. And then it got to, then they went to the iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they're like, well, I kind of want it smaller. And, and now people have, like, iPhones that are roughly the size of a tablet. Yeah. Like, you might as well just solder a tablet to somebody's hand because they're walking around with this behemoth cancer right. machine next to their face <laughs> you know, trying to talk on it. And let's admit, nobody really uses a smartphone to talk on. They use it to send text messages and look at funny cat. Consume media. Which, which, exactly. Which brings us back to our point. Like, you know, and like Ian said, if you wanted to watch a movie or if you wanted to listen to music, you know, you couldn't just go on the internet. Well, I mean, you, you could go on the internet and get it, but... It wasn't as, let's just put it bluntly, it wasn't as legal to do as it is today. Um, or, there was, you know, my alternative, growing up in, you know, the middle of nowhere, you'd go to a rental store. You know, you'd go to, you know, your local mom and pop video shop. Um, we didn't have red boxes. I mean, you know, Blockbuster, if you remember Blockbuster, they were, you know, the Starbucks of, of rental places back in the day. They were everywhere. For me, I had a yeah. you know, little local town it, uh, uh, run by a guy who lived in town, video shop. He carried VHSs. Then when DVDs came out, he carried DVDs. He started carrying video games because I was in there all the time and was always asking when he would rent video games. I think he I, was he was the uh, he was the BFE nowhere version of the uh, comic book guy. Yeah, you, you you remember? Uh, oh yeah, Gary. I think his name was Gary. Yeah, his yep. name was Gary. Yeah, yep. I remember Gary. Yep. Was, I mean, he really he was, was the, he was comic book guy. I mean, like. <laughs> He looked like him. He, I wouldn't say he was as snobby, but I mean, if you rented a movie that was a bad movie, he'd be like, "Oh, you're you're renting this." That's uh... well, you're the one that decided to carry it, <laughs> right? 
It's like, well, why carry it to let me rent it if you're going to tell me it's a bad movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so here's actually a fun bit of trivia for you. So uh, we mentioned this at the beginning of the the, uh, the, the session, um, you know, v Betamax and VHS. Uh, they were both competing formats. Betamax was, I believe, Sony. I, I uh, think so. I mean, or at least they were one of the pioneers of like trying yeah. to push it. Right. Uh, Betamax was actually a smaller format than mm -hmm. uh, than VHS. Um, however, as is most things in the world, uh, the winner was decided by the porn industry because the <laughs> porn industry decided. No, it's yeah. it's really true. The porn That's industry true standard standardized on. VHS tapes and everybody wanted to consume their smut. So they had to go. This is before the days of the internet again. Yes. They had to go. Uh, you know, the red light district was still around, but that was a little expensive to get there. Uh, <laughs> and you didn't want to consume anything that was on the red light district. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, VHS won out because people wanted more. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it boiled down to. But, but going back to my prior point, because I, I feel like, you know, if we're talking about media consumption, I'd be uh, neglecting my duties if I didn't say anything. Speaking of bad movies, Are You a Bowl Counter is currently now at 21 <laughs> counts and going. So, I have, you know, bad movies. It was a good segue, all right? Um, yeah. But, uh, no, it's it's uh, the, the Be Kind Rewind thing that I, I mentioned at the top of the show. So, as we're talking about, you know, movies and whatnot. What that was, like I had said, it, when you finished watching a VHS, to get to the beginning, you had to rewind it. So a lot of rental stores would actually put stickers on, on the, the cassettes or on the boxes that said, be kind, please rewind, to remind you, you know, hey, go ahead and rewind it so that the next person that rents it can watch it from the beginning. Because if you stopped the movie in the middle for whatever reason and returned it, when the next person went to go play it, and if they hit play, it would start from where you left off. Right. So it's not and like you would our, be labeled a dick. Yeah, so it's not like our, our modern, like, you know, if you pop in a Blu-ray now and you watch it three quarters of the way through... And you go to watch it again, you're, you know, whatever player you're playing it on knows this is where you left off, and it'll pick it up right there. But if you take that disc, like if I watched a Blu-ray at my house and took it over to Ian's, it would start at the beginning, because his player, obviously, is different than mine. A VHS tape, it was effectively saved, for lack of a better term, onto the media itself. So if I watched a VHS tape halfway through and took it over to Ian's and hit play, it would start off at the point that the actual physical tape was stopped at. So it's, yep. it's, I mean, it's, it's a little different, but uh, I know some rental places, actually, uh, if you returned a tape that wasn't rewind, they would put like a $1 charge on your account of a rewinding fee. Not, yep. all, not all of them did that, but it's mainly the ones that had problems with people like continuously bringing stuff back, not rewound. But, um, yeah, I mean, v VHSs, they were like quality-wise compared to, you know, like 4K Blu-rays and things like that of today, obviously not even a comparison. Um with, you know, Blu-ray discs and even DVD discs, as long as you take care of the disc, the quality of the video will never degrade. That's the great thing about it. With VHSs, yep. there's all kinds of things that could happen because it was literally used kind of a a, a, a strip it's of... A cellulo you know, it's yeah, celluloid, like, you know, film strip. Yeah, like, really? like, like a, a fiber film strip, effectively. I mean, fiber's not even the right word for it. But like, like a vinyl or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like pla plastic. Think of it like a roll of scotch tape, but two of yeah, them side by basically. side feeding into each other. It's kind of how the best way to describe it. But those things could get if your tape player like skipped or whatnot, or if somebody ran across the room, that strip of, of film is very very thin. That could get tangled up. It could actually rip it. Um, they were prone to like if dust got on there, that would make the quality of the video go down. 
I mean, any number of things. So, I mean, it was it was a very... It was, it was a convenient format for the time, but it's very finicky, especially compared to stuff today. Well, yeah, and if you look, you, know, you talk about quality, I mean, I think probably back in the day, the, if you had a really good TV, a really good player, and a pristine tape, you could get, like, 480. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, 480p, and, and, and that was, like, high tier. Right. Typically, you're talking, like, you know, 260 or something like that, if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah, TVs like back in the day were not built for high resolution. No, although, no they weren't. Although and one thing that TVs had back in the day is like they had like a nil refresh rate on them. Or oh, a, yeah. A late latency, latency, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's why like if you see a lot of people that collect vintage consoles, they will pick up old TVs. One, because those consoles were designed for that kind of technology. They will look better. And the latency between pushing a button on a controller and the, it actually happening on screen is damn near non-existent. Versus, like, right. you, you see, like, TVs and monitors today, everybody looks at the refresh rate and the response rate on them, you know. Two milliseconds, one millisecond, you know, 40 milliseconds. I feel bad for the people that have that. But you didn't have that on old TVs because the way the technology was built, there was no latency on it. So, I mean, that is... There is something to be said about older tech. I mean video like visual quality wise monitors and tvs today are leaps and bounds ahead of what we had as kids but there's 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 kind of that trade-off is it looks better but there's latency on the screen yeah um in that you know it's for some people like me i i really visually can't tell i i mean i have terrible vision obviously <laughs> right like i can't really tell the difference between you know like you know, UHD and 4K and stuff like right. that. Like, I noticed, you know, some more better color definition, but yeah. I'm not sitting there like, I can't sit there and, like, tell the difference. Now, I can tell the difference between, like, 1080 and 720. Yeah. Or, you know, 1080 and, you know, 480 or you know, 480 because it's like, oh, I can count the pixels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so, like, we grew up with, you know, that kind of quality. That was perfectly fine for us. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, nowadays, it's what it's we nowadays, Right, you kids nowadays complain about your monitor not being 120 millisecond refresh, you know, right. mega millihertz refresh rate or whatever the hell it is. And, right. Uh, you know, you know, we're sitting there on a screen roughly the size of your laptop trying to watch an entire television show. Yeah. In in 260, and you're going. I can't tell if he shot the gun <laughs> or if he threw it. Right. Well, I mean, um, or, or heck, you know, like I remember. Uh... Like, when Mom got her projection TV, like, that was, like, mind-blowing because it was such a huge screen until a bulb burned out on it. And they're like, oh, I can see two-thirds of the screen or, well, I can see some of the colors. You know, so, I mean, right. there, there, there were... It, it's interesting for us, like, since we're talking media consumption, it's, it's for me particularly, it's really interesting because, like, I've seen so many media formats come and go. Like, I mean, you know, from VHS, we went into DVDs, we went into Blu-rays, we went into 4K Blu-rays. You know, now we're starting to see the rise of, and I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, we're starting to see the rise of digital uh, consumption. But same thing with, with the way you view it. I mean, we've gone from tube TVs to projection TVs. There was that 3D TV fad. You know, now we're in 4K TVs. There's 8K TVs. I mean, I, I, isn't there, uh, wasn't there a company that, like, showed off, like, a 100K TV as, as a proof of concept? Or it was some astronomical number that you won't see for years. And my now I say that, and it'll be out in five years. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think that that particular project cost about as much as a football stadium these days. Yeah, 
uh, probably a football stadium in a crappier city, like, you know, <laughs> Cleveland or something. You have um, no disrespect to our Cleveland listeners. No, totally disrespectful to our Cleveland listeners. Cleveland sucks. Um, <laughs> they know. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're... We're going to get hate mail you know, now. <laughs> probably. I mean, I would just like mail, period. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Send us a message but, on Facebook. Um, Good time to plug it. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, we keep kind of circling back, you know, to like the old media, like the time rewind and things like that. And if you, it just reminds me of, you know, if you were, you know, if you had like, you know, one of the older VHS players or you, you, know, you weren't quite as well off as some other people, like you didn't have the auto rewind. <laughs> Or Dude, even auto rewind was a game changer. You, <laughs> you literally had to go up there and sit in front of this box and hold your finger on the button yep. in order to rewind it. If you let and go, so it would stop. Lucky, right, if you were lucky, you could get it to not do it at the same time as it was trying to display it on screen because that made it go faster. Yeah. If you were lucky. Sometimes you could you could push the button, like hold the button, and it would just like rewind it real quick. Sometimes, though, it would like actually display it but it would it would rewind it, it would slowly be because reverse. it was yep. yeah it would be playing in reverse which sometimes um, makes for some really funny moments not gonna lie oh sure yeah 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 sure absolutely the same thing with like fast forward and stuff like you literally had to go up there and then you know the advent of the of the remote control was oh my god I can I don't have to sit in front of the box anymore <laughs> exactly. and do it um, and then you know you got the the occasions where. Uh, you know, somebody would have like a separate unit just for rewinding, like just one of those yeah. pop-in rewinding stations. I I, I uh, think one one of my uncles had one of those. Where literally you, you had you had a box to play the movie. He had a separate box. You take the movie out, put it in the second box, and the second box does nothing but rewind it for you. Yeah, that's literally because, its entire purpose. Yeah, because some v, uh, VA, uh, VC, uh, VCRs did not have a rewind function, so they created a separate box to do that for you so you didn't have to manually sit there turning the spools of film to rewind it. Well, I still say that the the greatest uh, shyster invention mm-hmm. um, of our of our age was when DVDs first started coming around and people were selling the DVD rewinders. Do, do you remember those? I, I thought that was just a joke. That's the thing that actually... Really? No, no. Like, I mean, they, were, they weren't, like, marketed in, like, Walmart or stuff like that, yeah. but, you know... You know, if you go to, like, behind the 7-Eleven to the dude that had, like, the van full of bootleg VHS tapes yeah. or stuff like that, you know, they actually had, like, like DVD rewinders. Oh, you know, my God. It was God. mostly to, you know, it was, it was catering, you know, trying to prey on the older crowd that didn't understand the technology and things that's, like that. Like, I'm not sure if that's genius or evil. I'm not sure both. which one that is. But, evil, evil genius. Yeah. Um, yeah, so media consumption has changed. Uh, here's another fun fact for you folks. I, I think I read this um, maybe late last year, earlier this year. All right. Uh, Sony has officially uh, retired their VHS productions. They were still doing it. Yes, up until wow. I think up until I think 2020, they were still producing VHS tapes huh. and VHS players. Well, I mean, you know, now that I think about it, it was only a couple years ago that Nintendo finally said, hey, we're no longer going to service NES systems. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's odd when I mean, you think about the fact that there were still new release movies coming out on VHS up until, you know, a couple years ago. That's 
it wasn't was, it wasn't what? so much that it wasn't so much they were producing new movies yeah. on those tapes they were just producing the tapes oh okay so that they and a lot of times what happens is what would happen is you know like tim was saying vhs tapes get worn out yeah like they will wear out and they'll they'll degrade and decay over time mm-hmm. Where like the the film itself will degrade and decay, and so they'll eventually just like wear out. The film will snap, or you know the quality will just degrade so badly that it's it's unwatchable. So yeah. um, archivists, like people that are archiving stuff and, and things like that, would sometimes copy tapes over to to newer tapes in order to preserve them. So you know because you know converting to DVD and, and digital media and stuff like that, it's still time consuming. Yeah. You know, you don't all you can't always convert that stuff, but you may still want to keep records of some of these things. Right. There was then, a lot of stuff. Huh. There was a lot of stuff that was on VHS back in the day. Yeah. Um, that people want to keep around, kind of like your parents' porn collection. Um, uh, which well, was, was also say- which was also a fun thing when you could when when you get a DVD when you get a DVD or not a DVD a VHS from the local shop. And someone has taped over it. I, 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 I was going to say f- funny story about that. So, as Ian kind of alluded to, with, with like if you buy a DVD and it's got a movie on it, that's all that will ever be on there is a movie. VHS tapes, you could actually record other stuff onto. So, let's say there was a program on TV that you really liked. You could record it manually onto a VHS tape and watch it again at your leisure later. And if you got done, like if it was a movie and you were done watching it, you're never going to watch it again. Well, hey, another movie's coming on you know, tomorrow night that I want to record. You pop in your movie, hit record, it will literally just record over the thing that was there before. So when I was a kid, and I know if if, <laughs> if my dad ever hears this, he's going to kill me for telling this story. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I had a VHS tape of Disney's Lady and the Tramp. You know, one of their classic films. Well, partway through, there was a different Lady and Tramp. Doing things that I had never seen adults do. He was tramping her lady. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, so I'm sitting there watching Lady and the Tramp, and then porn comes on. And I think it's my mom walks in and says, what are you watching? I, I popped in Lady and the Tramp. And like she like, you know, she's pissed at me. So she goes up, she hits a jack, pulls it out, looks at it, and says, this does say Lady and the Tramp on it. And I see her look and then run. And all I hear is her yelling at my dad. He's like, I don't know how it got on there. Now, keep in mind that this is when uh, we had uh, gotten satellite internet, which, you know, you know, we have Dish TV or um, Dish, Net- Dish Network, you know, all those kind of things. Back in the day, the, the dishes for those things were, like, easily five times larger. I mean, they were huge, huge satellite dishes. You had to... Uh, mount prominently in your front yard and of course there were uh channels that you could pay to view just one or two movies on i mean they still have that on dish network um i've never bought one but i will go through and look at the titles and laugh because some of them are hilarious but uh that's another show Uh, that's our after dark episode but uh so yeah you you could record any movie over any other movie now some VHSs had a little like security tab on them that you you had to manually flip if you wanted to record it um, a lot of movies that were like produced like to bring home like Disney films you know actual movies had that little security tab removed on it so that you couldn't record over them some, right. some VHSs did though so yep um, yeah so yep, anyway but- so so VHSs, I mean, that's kind of what we grew up with, but we saw a transition into a different media, which was DVDs, which, I mean, when that came out, 
it, it was it was very much another format war, you know, because VHSs were what everybody already had the players for. DVDs were something new you had to get entirely new equipment for. And whereas you can walk into Walmart now and buy a DVD player for, what, 10, 20 bucks? Back when they came out, these were multi-hundred-dollar pieces of equipment. I mean, there was also a la well, Laserdisc, too, which was kind of... Kind I was of just going to yeah. say. And Laserdiscs yeah, were mean, the I'll... size of, of vinyl records. Uh, if not bigger. Yeah. I mean, they... I DVDs think they were really were more marketed CD to... Sales. Right. They were more marketed to... The Laserdiscs, I think, were more marketed to schools and things like that because well, well, you could have like school. interactive programs mm -hmm. and things like that well they, they were marketed um, towards schools and and audio vision audio video enthusiasts because if, if i remember right, right i think uh laser discs actually had better audio quality on them if i remember right i never owned a laser disc i owned some laser discs from a family member that gave them to me because they were collectible and like i could never get rid of them until i traded them all to a guy for like 500 bucks so i'm like Cool. That's better than sitting in my. I mean, it was it was like a, a milk carton crate size of of laser discs. That thing had yeah. to weigh like a lot more than what you'd think it would. But I'm like, good. It's oh yeah, out, it's out these of my were house. not. Yeah, they these were, were not small. They're not small things, and the the player for them was huge too. Like but, the size of a large um, Pizza Hut pizza. I mean, they were they yeah. were big. Yeah, yeah, they were massive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we saw this. This uh, shift in, con you know, we, we really kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, the, the, the movie store, the rental place. And whatnot, yep. you, know. you know, you had your rentals that you, you'd go and pick up DVD or you'd pick up your, your video games. You'd pick up your, your VHS tapes. You'd pick porn. Um, you know the back the back room, that, and they they always had the, the those like hippie beads hanging in front of the door to the porn room. Like like was that a requirement that you had to have hip? Like because I know they had to make it to where you couldn't just wander in there on accident. But all of them had hippie beads. Like I think it was a sound detection system because usually oh, it was in the back of the store. Yeah, that, it was that in the back sense, of the store, actually. so you were away from like the front desk because you know you don't want to advertise your smut like right where people are walking. Right, in, right? right next to the Disney movies. <laughs> right, exactly. So. So you had to like go into the back and i think they you know the they were like you know wood beads that you know, that's true that would make sense they would know if anybody's going back there that's yeah exactly so you know we sense. saw the advent advent of dvds and that really didn't change the way the content was delivered it just changed the meat right because when dvds first came out and you know they it took a little while for them to get more mainstream because again the whole format change drastic format change. yeah um then people had to get players and thing, things like that so adoption was a little bit slower uh to move to dvds um and the, then you saw and i think about the time that dvds really started getting popular you started seeing the internet become more mainstream it was kind of and yeah, you had kind of a weird correlation. and you had um well, I think that's also about the time that people started be being able to get a hold of like DVD, like personal DVD burners. Right. So they were able to start, you know, you know, making their own or bootlegging their yeah. own stuff and, and things like that. So, um, <clears throat> but you, uh, the content delivery was essentially the same. Yeah. You, know, you didn't really have like you'd you still go to the, the DVD store, you know, the rental place. You would rent a DVD. Yeah. And instead of having to rewind it when you return, just bring it back in the plastic case now so, say now now one no. thing that the dvd is kind of i mean well because you couldn't really do it on vhs like if a vhs had you know like today we take like extra features on a blu-ray for granted 
You know, you go to a menu, you watch the you watch the outtakes, you watch deleted scenes, you watch a, a, a behind the scenes like interview with the cast. You know, all that kind of stuff. VHS is if they rarely ever had anything like that, was like you had to sit through the credits, and then there was an extra like you know little five minute thing at the end showing off like some bloopers or whatnot. DVDs right. were the first thing was like there was a dedicated menu for that. They had more options. They would have those bloopers, those deleted scenes, those making of vignettes, the interview with the star. They would have all that stuff, and it was in an easily accessible. You click on a menu, you go right to it. You didn't have to sit through everything. And like I remember, I don't even remember what movie it was. It was probably I can't remember what movie it was, but I'm like you know bonus features. Like I'm looking at this menu trying to figure out how to operate. I'm like bonus features, and like going to that and seeing all this extra stuff. I'm like, dude, that's really cool. like we take that for granted today. It's something that you expect to be on a movie, but when that was a new thing, like the first couple VHS or DVDs that came out, it was strictly just the film. When they started really you know using that format as what it was, a digital means of, you know, delivering a movie, and started giving you all that extra stuff, that was a game changer. And that started, oh, yeah. to, be, that started to be one of the features that they would market of, here's why you should go for DVD. You get more movie, and like, at first DVDs were sometimes double or triple the price of its VHS counterpart, so they had to really start marketing why it was better other than, well, it looks good. Well, because for right. most people, the TVs they had, you couldn't tell a difference. So not, yeah, only exactly. were they, not only were they trying to sell an entirely new format that the media itself has tripled the price, they were trying to talk you into buying that, buying a new player, which was several hundred dollars, and telling you how awesome it looks on a TV that literally, resolution-wise, there's no difference. So when they started doing all that extra stuff with the DVDs, I think that's what really kind of started kicking it off. And then you saw the price slowly get closer and closer to each other to where DVDs were only five, maybe ten bucks more. I mean, now, you know, you look at it, you go to the store now, between DVD and Blu-ray, there's sometimes no difference at all. Some, you know, usually it's a couple bucks. Now, if you go to a 4K Blu-ray, that's, you're seeing the same thing happen again, is what I'm saying. But, I mean, DVDs, right. like, those were, those were great. You didn't have to rewind them. They had all this extra stuff on it after a while. And you started to see, since it was digital at this point, instead of an analog format, companies were like, well, hang on, we can go back, take the original, you know, on you know tape recorded thing and we can clean it up a little bit so you started seeing movies that were 20 30 40 years old that did look like the quality while it was only as good as a tv that could play it on the picture was clearer you know like you did it didn't look as grainy the colors were brighter once they started doing stuff like that you know it got closer in line to how movies look today i mean still a bit off because it was you know standard def but yeah, and you know the the format the format wars really kind of died. Like there was there's really wasn't a format war after VHS and Betamax yeah. in reality. Like there there was just an evolution. Yeah. Like nobody like. Well, actually, sorry, there was one format war. Remember, remember, Tim, it was the format war between uh, HD HD discs yep. and Blu-ray. Yep. Which um, obviously was Blu-rays won right. by quite a bit. Um, right, Blu-ray, Blu-rays run, and I believe that was actually another instance of the porn industry standardized on a format. Yep, I believe that. I believe it happened again. Yep, where and they I, just went, okay, Blu-ray. Yep. Well, I mean, like uh, the, uh, you know, that was the the PS3 and Xbox 360 era. PS3 had Blu-ray built into it. 
So like, yeah. and Sony was also one of the big proprietors and pushers of the Blu-ray format. So our whole thing was, well, hey, you know, you've already got your PS3. Why bother looking at the HD DVD? We already have the player built into it. You're going to buy your new game system? Get a player with it. When the PS3 came out, fun fact, when the PS3 came out, it was the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market and feature-wise had the most features because not only was it a Blu-ray player, it was also a game player. It was also a media center. It, you know, it would play your music discs. It was an all-in-one thing, so, and it was the cheapest. Yep. X, Xbox, while they did come out with the HD DVD add-on for it, it was an add-on. You had to buy extra for it. So it was, it was harder for them to push it because it was, well, hey, you bought your game system. Do you want to go ahead and buy this uh, player that's almost as much as the system you just paid for to watch movies that you don't own yet? They look great. Right. I mean, to, like, to Microsoft's credit, you know, they tried to push it, but it just, like, the marketing was just really not great for it. And ultimately, I mean, the, the format obviously failed because you don't see, you know, HD DVD movies. You see Blu-rays and, you know, 4K Blu-rays. Or whatever they're called. Right. Are they, is that what they're still marketing them as? Is 4K Blu-ray? Or are they called something different now? I think they're like... I think they're just like... A, I think they just refer to the short end like 4K. Right. I mean, I think the, it's... They're the, it's the still Blu-rays Blu-ray. in the black box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Blu-rays... And we've... <laughs> it's kind of turned from uh, media media delivery to like let's talk about the history of media right so we're kind of hitting both we're kind of hitting both topics today, <laughs> so sorry about that we're a little add and so is he um what yeah squirrel are we doing a thing but no i mean uh, yeah. ahead, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> i mean when we've, we've mainly been talking about movies i mean games kind of parallel that quite a bit you know back in the day you know nintendo and you know, nintendo atari and all the old game systems it was on a physical cartridge you bought it, and like he, I will say this, that there was something nice today about going, buying a cartridge and knowing that it's yours, but the benefit with games today is, you know, a lot of people complain, oh, this game came out, it's so broken, they've got to patch it. When you bought a Nintendo, and you know, an original Nintendo game back in the day, if the, if the game was buggy, there was no patching it. There was no internet. The company had to issue a recall. They would notify retailers that carried it, you had to hope you still had your receipt, or even, heck, even heard about the recall. But by the time it was all said and done, very few companies actually did that because of the cost associated with printing up entirely new programmed versions of the discs, notifying all the retailers, paying to ship those things back, giving a customer a free copy of your new improved version of the game, disposing of the old ones. I, I don't think there were very many instances where companies even did that. So if a game was broken... You had a broken game. That's it. There was no patching it. There was no updates. There was no fixing it. Versus today, oh, yeah. I mean, there was that. no. I mean, there was no hard. There was no hard disk systems yeah. that were run. You know, that were, I mean, the original Xbox was, I believe, the first. Yeah, platform first that had built in. Yeah. Yeah, that built in, and if you remember, that was also like a full size platter drive, and it made the thing weigh about four hundred. Yeah, pounds. dude, it did, and it was like what, if you, like if you're the, house, the equivalent dude, of ten gigs, ten or twenty gigs, I think. I don't need, yeah, something I mean, like that. But I mean, it, small. it was, I mean, yeah, it was a small amount of space, but it was a huge machine at the time. Like, oh, yeah. if your house was ever on fire and you needed to get out, you just heave the Xbox through the window, it'll sh- or the wall. Yeah, it'll take out load-bearing studs. That thing, yeah. that was how big the thing was. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I mean, there was no hard drives in these things, so you couldn't, you know, you couldn't, uh, 
update. You couldn't patch it if you wanted yeah. to. Like there was no way to there was no way to store the media. And yeah. These things didn't have like they didn't have like DVD or burners or anything in them. So there was just read read discs. Yeah, so there was nothing that you could do. But um, you know, we had going back to content delivery. Now you know we had the the um, the video stores that you could rent these things from. But then we had. Then, you know, as the internet took off, we had services like Fi and Netflix. Yeah. And those well, services well, and, and started and as... Yeah, Netflix started as, as a physical hard copy rental service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Netflix and Gamefly both were... I mean, they were, they were the same business model, just the, you know, different branches of the same business model. Yeah. Gamefly did video games. Netflix did movies. Yeah. And literally, like, you had... Like, you would go online... Go to your Netflix profile, say, I want, you know, pick the different movies you wanted, build a queue. They would ship it to you. Mm -hmm. You watch it when you're done, you send it back, and then they send you the next one in your list. And, like, well, the, the big thing that made Netflix popular compared to, like, video rental stores, video rental stores, you know, you, you rented, you know, movie A for three days and you pay a fee for that three days. If you don't have it back in those three days, they charge you per day. With Netflix, their business model was, okay, cool. Like Ian said, build a list of movies, keep them as long as you want, just pay the monthly fee. So if, you know, yep. you rented a movie, you know, they shipped it to you, and you're like, oh, I won't have time to watch that till this weekend, and it's only Monday, you're fine. Netflix, you just keep it, watch it at your convenience, send it back, and then they'll when they get it, they'll send you the next one, keep that as long as you want. Which, yep. that was, for the time, that was game-changing. You didn't have to go to the store. They would always have, like, with, with your big chain stores like Blockbuster, they would always have the new release movies, but they may not have that many copies. So they might all be sold out if it's a new movie. With the mom and pop stores, they might only get one copy of a new release movie if they got it right away. It might be, you know, a week or two before they're able to get one. Netflix, yep. I don't know what their, like, their, their partnership, their buying team was amazing. Because they seem to always have the movies. And if there was ever, like, let's say a new release movie came out and, you know, they didn't have enough to fit, you know, the first hundred people and you were 101. They just skipped down to the next movie on your list so that you would still have a movie. You wouldn't have to wait. And then when you return that, if that move, that first movie was back in, they'd ship you that one then. The one that you missed out on. So it was, it was really cool. But I can't think of any times, because I was a subscriber for Netflix back when they did it that way. I yeah, can't, me too. I can't think of a single time that I didn't get the movies in order on my queue, even if they were new ones. But I think I think the one the one that comes to mind that might have been on that list is James Cameron's Avatar, because that was stupid popular Dude, yeah, when it came out. Yeah, it was. I, and I, so I everybody I, and their mother. But I don't think I ever had it on my queue that I wanted. Yeah. I just remember. I think I hear. I heard about there being. Like a shortage, a, because everybody a wanted shortage it. of those, yep. right? But yeah. then, like Netflix, they tra they transitioned into kind of how we know them today, where it was a digital content delivery service. And I remember, like, I had the dual subscription when that was still a thing, where I could get the VHS or the the DVD, or I could stream it. I mean, and this is you know back when internet speeds were not nearly as fast as they are now. But uh, I remember I had a PlayStation Three, and like Netflix now, it's just an app you download. That's all it is. The PS3 did a really weird thing when Netflix first came out. There was no dedicated app for it. You would tell them, I want to do your digital subscription. They would actually send you a Blu-ray disc that had the Netflix program on it. 
and you would have to put in the Netflix disc to access the movies through Netflix because uh, Blu-rays, kind of like how they are today, are internet-enabled. If you're online, there's extra features that they can do. So Netflix took advantage of that on the PS3, so you you obviously had to have internet if you were doing the digital version, but you'd put in the, uh, the Netflix Blu-ray, it would connect to the internet, see what movies are available, and you would stream it that way. But then, you know, obviously they eventually got rid of that in favor of a dedicated app that you download. But, like, I remember watching that, and for the time, like, that was that was revolutionary. That, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have, to, you didn't have to download the movie, you didn't have to go to the store, you didn't have to wait on them to send you a disc, you just wait a little bit, you know, when the movie starts loading for it to buffer, and you're just watching it. Now, yep. that being said, back in those days, the internet was a lot slower than it is now, so there was a lot of buffering, there would be times where the quality was potato, um... But it's something that we kind of take for granted because it's just so commonplace. Like, I can grab my phone, load up Netflix or Hulu or whatever have you on it, and it's just right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, buffering's, buffering was one of those things that was just really weak. Yeah, exactly. And you just couldn't, you know, you wouldn't see, like, you know, that kind of content and stuff. It was really <laughs> annoying and, uh, and and those kind of things. But, you know, it was something that we were kind of used to, you know, you if you know people may not know you know know this or sometimes but you know youtube is set up to you know like auto select resolutions depending mm-hmm. on your your internet speed so yep. sometimes you know you you go to load up a movie and it's like potato quality because it's running in like 280 or something like yep. that you're like what the hell uh it's like what why is it why is this grainier than my grandmother's cereal <laughs> uh, um so but uh yeah so Netflix really kind of changed the game with their with their content delivery system. Oh, absolutely. And another another fun fact for you folks out there. Uh, Netflix actually offered to sell themselves to Best Buy or not Best Buy, I'm sorry, to Blockbuster. And really? Blockbuster said, "Yes. Netflix offered to sell themselves to Blockbuster and Blockbuster said, "Yeah, I don't think this is which one of those companies? Is, well, technically, Blockbuster is still around. I think they have one location left in Alaska or something. Yes, but the yeah. corporation Blockbuster is efficient. Is uh, and actually, I think the last uh, Blockbuster actually did. Close oh, that. did they then? Well, um, I think they are officially gone. Well, I know uh, Dish Network owns the rights to the term Blockbuster now in relation to movies. Right. Um, because if, if, if any of you have Dish Network, if you have uh, one of their older boxes, look at the front of it, and you'll see a thing that just says Blockbuster. And you may have no idea what that is. It's something to do with the way the movies, or that your your channels are ran through it. Blockbuster owned the rights to that, or something along those lines. Dish, though, technically has to put that logo on there because of the way it works. Or the way that... I, it's something weird like that, but... Right, but that's sad. Yeah, Fair I, enough. I didn't know the last blockbuster finally closed. That was that's kind of sad. Uh, no, I, I, I'm incorrect. Actually, sorry. The last blockbuster is still open, and it is actually located in Bend, Oregon. And really? Mm-hmm. Huh. According to Wikipedia, anyway. Well, there we go. Uh, Learn something today, folks. Educational. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, Netflix really uh, again they they were kind of a game changer. But the other thing that they really did that was changing the game was they were really they went after they went after the big players and started developing their own content. Yeah, especially Netflix these last original years, content. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if you look at Netflix, they are a powerhouse of original content. Oh, yeah. They spend billions of dollars on content every year. Mm-hmm. Not only do they stream stuff, you know, stream other people's content through licensing, they they develop um, original content. And this is where we're starting to get into the content wars. And I, I personally feel like they're, we're oversaturated with content providers yeah, at this well, point I mean, because you've got, I mean, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Disney Plus, you've got Discovery Plus, you've got um, uh, pa- para- Hulu, Paramount you've got Plus, or whatever it's called. Paramount Plus, you've got Stars Plus. What is with pluses, everybody? I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and you know, uh, NBC's Peacock, uh, CBS Go, or whatever yeah. it is, CBS Now, or whatever. You know, fun, HBO fun, Max, Funimation, uh, Crunchyroll, uh, right. Verve. Uh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. Like, it, people used to say, you know, hey, cancel your cable subscription. Netflix and Hulu are cheaper. Well, now all the networks have their own things. So, like, if, if you priced all these out, if you got all the subscription services that are out, you're paying astronomically more than what it would be to get a cable package that has almost all of those, you know, except for, like, the, the independent ones like, you know, Netflix. Almost all that content and all those other carriers, you can get on a cable the, package for a lot cheaper. Right. the the difference the the difference in these providers now, like these different provider packages now, though, is your access to old media. Yeah. Cable. Cable. You know, you're kind of stuck watching whatever is on TV. Yeah. Exa- yeah. That but, that is the definite uh, point towards the digital services. Right. You know, was, but you can't really like watch. You know older stuff you know they like these services have archived stuff like that like you know i have discovery plus because it's five bucks a month oh that's not know, bad. or something that's like not that bad. right and it, they have it's probably the best deal out there if you're into discovery the discovery network content because it's like five bucks a month and you have thousands of shows like i think they have like yeah. 24 networks or something D- like that discovery i mean they've got a crap ton of originals right I mean, like, I, I'm a big fan of Deadly Sketch. Like, I, I think it's a fun show. I don't know why. Really? I do. That's... Yeah, I love Deadly Sketch. I think it's great. Um, I, I liked Mythbusters, I, so, I mean. I, I love Mythbusters, too. But I can go on Discovery Plus and watch <laughs> literally every episode of either of those shows. Huh. They have every episode of the, every season, every episode of those shows. So I have access to this media content that is just, that that's there. Hmm. Um. And but, it, you know, we started talking a little bit about like the, these different wars, uh, you know, like these content wars and things like that. Netflix really had to start like developing its own content because these other people were starting to develop, you know, develop their own streaming services. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to license like we're not going to license our stuff to you anymore because we, right. we want them. like we don't want to give you some of the money. Like we want all of we the want money. all the money. Yep. Right. So, I mean, that's why you see like all of um you know the 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 Disney stuff is no longer on Netflix. You know yep. what they do the, have the, on there the, is the Marvel stuff is no longer on there. Right. What what they do have on there exists uh, is only there just due to prior licensing agreements and things yep. like that. But as soon as but, those licenses are up, they're pulled. Right. Exactly. Well, like, like um, I think you know, like a good example, uh, Solo. You know, Star Wars Solo yeah, yeah. was on. I, th- I think Netflix or Hulu, one of them. After Disney Plus had launched and put up their entire Star Wars thing, because of a prior licensing agreement, but once that license is up, boom, that show's pulled. Like a day later, it's on Disney Plus. Right. Uh, actually, um, some of your some of the earlier Marvel movies, I believe, in, in Infinity War, actually was on was originally on Netflix, 
and uh, Disney Plus came out, and you couldn't get Infinity War on there because the license agreement was still in with Netflix. Yep. And so, but again, to, uh, to Tim's point, the day that that license agreement ended, guess where Infinity War? Exactly. Yep. Um, so you know you have these all these different content providers out there, and there is just a huge saturation of content. Like there well, is so much stuff out there to watch. And, you know, Tim and I have talked about, like, anime. You know, we're big anime fans mm-hmm. and things like that. And you've got, like, you know, as Tim said, VRV. Uh, it really, the, the three main, like, paid providers in the States are Funimation, uh, Crunchyroll, and High Dive. Yeah. Um, they're the three main content providers. Tim mentioned VRV earlier, Verve, or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I, I, um, I, I, that's think, actually, I think it's Verve, I think. That's actually a service. Uh, Crunchyroll owns them. So if you pay for their subscri- if you pay for the VRV subscription, you get all of the stuff for VRV and a Crunchyroll Premium subscription at the same time. There you go. And they also have partnered with High Dive, so you get some of their library as well. So it, it's, it's kind of like value. an all-in-one. Sh- no, it's kind of an all-in-one shop. And I, I have a. We're, I have we're, a we're not sponsored by any of these streaming services, although I, I mean, you know, Funimation. If you want to kick us, hey, we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll we will shill to you. <laughs> Right, uh, you know, kick us some money, not kick us to, you know, get poor. Um, but, uh, fun, you know, I have a Funimation subscription. I, my price is actually lower than most because I've had a Funimation subscription for a while. And oh, I've, I've grandfathered, I'm grandfathered in on the old pricing. Nice. They're just like, hey, you've been around for a while. Um, we're not going to up your bill yet. That's, that's pretty I don't know when they're going to up my bill, but they, you know, they're just like, yeah, you can keep the old price. See, versus like, but, like Netflix... Like I remember when I had the the, ver- uh, the digital version of Netflix, it was like five, maybe ten bucks a month at most. And now it's like I think when I, f- I think when I first subscribed to it for yeah. the digital and DVD version, mm-hmm. I think I paid eight ninety nine a month. I-, I think so. Yeah, it was, it was under. And 10 now bucks. it's now it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, like I mean, fourteen ninety nine a month does. I mean, realistically, fifteen bucks a month is not bad. But, like, Netflix, it seemed like for a while there, that it was just, as soon as they announced one price hike, they were already announcing the next price hike. Right. And it was always, you know, a buck or two, a buck or two, and, you know, it's it's now yeah. gone up. But it's, it's, it's interesting that a lot of these streaming companies are starting to partner with other companies that maybe are under the same parent company umbrella. Like, yeah. if you have Verizon, as an example, and you have some of their newer unlimited plans, you get Disney+, Plus, you get Hulu, you get ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Plus, there's another one we forgot about. You get all those included with... Yeah, but your, you and I aren't sports guys, so we don't. Care. We're not. But, like, you get those services for having a phone plan now. So it's... it's. I'm, I'm interested to see if Disney and Verizon, like, have some kind of, like, common, like, co-ownership somewhere. Or if it's just Verizon decided, hey, we're going to go with those guys to add value to our plans. I'd, I'd be interested to see how that actually worked out. But it's nice that having Verizon myself... I don't have to pay for my my Hulu or my Disney Plus. I just I yeah, just I have think, them. I think some of that is some of that's going to be also, uh, you know, like AT and T is AT and T Time Warner. Yeah. So uh, you know, Time Warner, WB, those are co- they're kind of like rivals to Disney and yeah. things like that. So yeah. well, I mean, you know, WB does almost like they're big in bed with DC Comics. Disney is Marvel. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, WB owns DC Comics, so that's why, um, you know. So, you know, they're they're going to kind of they're they're going to kind of you know 
probably find the the horse that you know they're they're gonna hitch their wagon to that horse. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, it, it makes really sense. Kind of, right. Um, and you know, like, there, like I said, there's just this huge saturation of content. Like, there's yeah. just a ridiculous amount of content coming out. Yeah. Just constantly. Like, like it's very difficult to, to stay up. With, uh, you know up with like you know we we've done we've done some preview show you know some a discussion show like we uh review shows we've done mando we did uh, uh wandavision uh, say, we haven't done another one we haven't done another one since then because my lazy ass still hasn't finished some of the newer shows i was gonna Sorry. say one uh, one of us has finished falcon and winter soldier it's a 50 50 shot your first two on. guesses don't count um have you even started loki yet no who am I supposed to gush to, dude? I mean, come on. You're, you're leaving me hanging here. I'm I'm caught up on Bad Batch, uh, except for okay. yesterday's episode, or for today's okay. episode. I well, haven't watched today's I, I know we're getting off on a tangent. Like, when Bad Batch, like, when it first came out, you and your brother were, like, super gung-ho, and I was kind of meh about it. I, I watched, like, I think it, by the time I watched it, the first four or five episodes were up. I watched the first one. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep watching this. And, like, the last couple weeks, I, I haven't watched it, mostly because... Typically, the Marvel shows that came out on Fridays prior to Loki. So I would watch my Marvel show that week, and I would watch Bad Batch. Well, now Loki comes out on Wednesdays, and that's throwing my schedule all kinds of off. Because <laughs> I, I need to watch it on release day. Because my nephew, the edgelord that he is, and I hope he's listening to this, Adam. Adam! He posts a lot of memes, which are all spoilers for Loki, so I have to watch it before on launch day otherwise he will post something that spoils it for me um but anyway uh you know like we're getting back to digital distribution like disney has been as an example with disney plus like all of their original shows so far i can't say that a single one of them has been bad mandalorian was amazing wandavision was amazing falcon and winter soldier was amazing loki is amazing so far bad batch is really good i mean that it's they did, the, are, they did the they did the season, you know, the, the final season of Clone Wars. Yes, um, which was amazing. Which was, oh god, Ugh. the the final episode still gives me chills. Like I got goosebumps just yeah. thinking about. It. Yeah. Um, and, and even some of their like Disney, like their more kid friendly Disney yeah. content has been has been really good. My my youngest daughter loves watching Bluey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about some like British dog and his family. Okay. Named he's, he's named Bluey. She. And it's a cute, like it's a cute show. It's got yeah. a good message. Like it, it's really good. Like she enjoys watching. It. Yeah. Um, you know that Disney has been using it to release their movies. Uh, yeah. You know their new movies. My kids watched Luca when it came out. My right. kids watched Raya and the Last Dragon. They Do, really okay. Like, these movies. like like Disney. Like I both love and hate the way they're doing their movies because like their movies will be out day and date with the theater for an additional fee. Right. But after a while, the fee goes away. Like, Raya and the Last Dragon is now just free on Disney+. Plus. Because right. I'm cheap, I waited a couple weeks, and, I, like, I watched it. And, like, that was a really good film. Like, I, I am I am half-tempted to... Because I think Black Widow's, what, next week? Yeah, I think so. I, I am... Because I've been craving a new Marvel movie for a while, I mean... You know, WandaVision, Falcon and Soldier, and Loki have all kind of kind of scratched that itch a little bit. But, like, I want to see the next movie. So I, I, I may very well buy uh, Black Widow. Because I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that one. I mean, you never know. That one we might just have to go and see in theaters. I mean, uh, we can now. Right, we can. 
I got my 5G and booster, so... <laughs> there you go. I see my signal's gotten a lot better. <laughs> right. And the doctor uh, says know, the I... tail will fall off any day now, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can still taste the color purple, but, you know... Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, the content delivery, there, there's so much content out there, and it's just, it's continuing to grow and expand every oh, yeah. day. Like, there's just so many shows that shows, movies, television, all of it. Like, everybody's producing their own stuff, you know. And I, I've been relatively impressed, really, by, like, the amount of content that's out there. Right. Um, well, I mean, and, and the quality of it. The quality yeah. of it as well. Like, when you have this much content, you kind of you kind of fear that you're going to get a lot of shit. And admittedly, there is a lot of crap. I mean, like, there is some stuff that's really bad. Well, and, like... Wasn't it, uh, who did, uh, Netflix did, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter, the, the, yeah. the live-action superhero thing that wasn't The Boys. Um, yeah. And, like, like from what I heard, like, people that watched it said it was really, really good. It had one season and they already canceled it. Yeah, they didn't get, they didn't get the viewership that they were hoping for. Yeah. Because I believe, if I remember correctly, Netflix bases its, like, they, they are, they're on the Nielsen rating lists, I think, but they don't I, I think so. care. They don't really care about that. What what they care is how many subscriptions they get when they release new con when they release the, these new shows, this new content. Like, you know, Jupiter's Legacy did not bring in the, the subscriptions like and they were holding. People that already had Netflix watched it, but not very many new people signed up to right. watch it. Yep. Right. I mean, if you look at things like The Witcher. You know, people flocked in droves. I yeah. think you were one of them, right? Say, like you I, can't. I, I renewed net because, like, I didn't have Netflix for the longest time. I renewed Netflix just to watch Witcher, and I'll be honest, Netflix. If you're listening, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Once I binged Witcher, I canceled. Once season two comes out, I will be more than happy to give you my money again. <laughs> See, uh, and, 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 Netflix, I, and I, I, I may I, actually keep Netflix because, like, a lot of like you've been telling me about a lot of their original shows, and I'm like, man, I really need to watch that. Yeah, and, and you know, Netflix, uh, I still have a subscription for you, so I'm I'm not the luddite amongst this. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, if you want to, sh I'll shill for you. Um, <laughs> and it'll be all it'll be all mine. You know uh, what, Netflix? But... I don't even want money. Just give me a free subscription, and I will I will show for you. <laughs> you don't even have to but pay yeah, me. I Just mean, give me a subscription. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, Netflix is they've got a ton of new content coming out, especially like their animated content. They're yeah. they're partnering with some pretty big name studio yeah. like animation anime studios like Mappa, uh, Production IG, um, you know, Madhouse, uh, and uh, the you know the the studio that did. Um, you know the the Castlevania series, like they're they're doing the new E-Man and the Masters of the Universe series. Okay, the Kevin that, Smith show that that may, that may very well, apart from Witcher, that may very well get me to sign back up. See what, <laughs> what, what I think. Disney did a really great thing with making their their digital distribution shows episodic and episodic and weekly, because like when, when Witcher came out. The, it, the whole thing was out. You could just binge the whole season. When Mandalorian came out, you got one episode a week. So you could either pay, watch it when it comes out, know what it's about right away, and just keep your subscription going for the, what, two months? Or, well, no, longer than two months. I mean, if you consider both seasons, several months. 
or you. Well, that was the, the that was where. Sorry to interrupt you, but that's yeah. also where Disney Disney has figured out the the thing too, because they're also staggering their like major releases. So yeah. you're not you're not just going you know binge it, you know you're not watching you know WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier back to back, and then having to wait a week. You're going WandaVision, Loki or Falcon. Uh, yep. You know Loki. And then you've got, you know, the other content, you know, the other side of the house, like the Lucasfilm side of the house, where you got like Bad Bash. And so, yeah, you're kind of parallel watching something. Yeah. But you're not getting all of the content right here, right yep. now. You're you got to wait for it. So they're they're milking that. They're milking you. Yeah. See, um, like if, if I could give advice to Netflix, that's what I would say. If, if you've got a show that you know is going to bring people in, make your episodes come out weekly. Because, like, yeah. like, Witcher, I watched it all and, like, canceled. Like, I literally paid for one month of Netflix. So, like, the 15 bucks I paid to watch Witcher, I got my 15 bucks out of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, in reality, that's, you know, you a, a TV series is on and releases a season on DVD or Blu-ray or something like that. Especially if it's just, like, a 13-episode season or yeah. something. Yeah, you're, you're paying, like, 15, 20 bucks for, for that season. Sometimes you, more. Sometimes, or if you know, you buy it on like uh, Apple, Apple Play, or whatever the hell right. it's called now. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't subscribe to Apple services, so I, I don't know what it's called. Um, ben, if you're listening and watching this, I, I still am not gonna. <laughs> you, you keep being a fanboy, Ben. Um, I don't know who you are, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you know, we, we've we've talked. You, you bring up you know a- Apple Play and all that. Like we've talked almost exclusively about how movies have gotten distributed. We really don't even need to talk about games because games. Yeah, we kind of touched on it a little bit. They pretty much followed that same parallel. They went from cartridges to discs to digital. I mean, you can still buy, go out and buy a Blu-ray, or you can go up on get on your phone, go on you know boot up an app on whatever device you're viewing it on. And purchase it a la carte as well. So, I mean, yep. it's, it's games, you know, I don't want to seem like we're neglecting them, but it would, it'd be kind of, we'd be repeating the same point. Yeah. And, 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 and same thing with music. Music, same thing. Cartridge, disc, digital. It seems to be that, you know, our, our main consumption of media, with, with, the ex- with the exclusion of books, books kind of followed a completely different path. But for, yeah. as far as games, movies, and music go, they followed that same format books most people still primarily buy paper books i think I've, i think we've talked about this a little bit as yeah. well as you know for me there's there's just something about the tactile feeling of a book like yeah feeling you know it, it's got a it's got a certain feel in your hands it's yep. got a smell it's got a, a you know a, an experience you know an, yeah. an auditory you know a uh, an experience that you can't get with like a Kindle. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a Kindle. Yeah. Like, I have a Kindle. I've read a couple of books on. It. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife accidentally bought the entirety of the Witcher series on her uh, book series. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun story because we were watching The Witcher and she was like, "Oh," I said, I was, "Yeah, these are based on books." So she's like looking at them on Amazon and she accidentally hit the one-click buy yeah button and oh, she bought, bought all... the all of them. And it was, there's, they're there's like, quite yeah. a few. Yeah, no, it was $80 in books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's yeah, $80 so, <laughs> in digital books. And like their Kindle books are usually yeah. significantly lower. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. No, it was eighty dollars in digi- eighty dollars in, in digital books. Well, so, I, mean, well, you know, well, I have the entire. I have all the Witcher books now. There you go. Uh, I mean, honestly, they're they're a really good read. Like after I like because I had play, I had played the they Witcher. Really game. Are. Yeah, I had played the Witcher games. I watched the mo- uh, watched the show. I, I bought you know the like chronological order of the the stories. Um, so I bought the first couple, read through them. And I mean, they're really good. But uh, yeah, books are kind of the, the one form of, of major media that didn't follow that same format. I mean, well, heck, case in point, um, I had ordered, oh, I had pre-ordered a couple months ago from Amazon the final, uh, they released a special edition of the Helsing manga, hardbound in like this this blood red, like faux leather collection. It was, it was three total ones. The first two were already out. I bought them. The third one I pre-ordered got shipped in, oh, like three weeks ago. Um, but I bought it physically because, like, to me, like, that book is, a, it's one, I absolutely love Helsing. Um, I love the art style, everything about it. But it's it's also a showpiece, you know, because it's, it's it's a thick, each one of them is a thick tome. Although, uh, right. fu- funny story, <laughs> my kids had a uh, doctor's appointment. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, you know if, while I'm sitting here in the lobby, I'm going to take my, my Helsing with me and I'll read it. Well, there was somebody there who, I guess, they also do therapy there. There was somebody there who was there for therapy. And, like, they see me reading this, and the Helsing, like I said, it's, it's blood red, but it has a big black cross in the front of it. And, like, they leaned over and they said, yeah, you know, I, I, when times are troubling me, I often turn to the Bible as well. And, like, the page I'm on is, like, a full two-page spread of, of Alucard, you know, ripping somebody's, like, mu- like, the muscles out of his neck. There's blood everywhere. And all they see is the back of a book that has a cross on it, and I'm like... Yeah, this this brings me solace too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see you know how media consumption has changed. I mean, even in our lifetimes, I mean, now we're starting to get on the the, the edge of you know VR is starting to really be a big thing. Three um, D stuff like didn't really take off as well. I think VR is taking off a lot better than like the three D fad was. And effectively, what three D was if if any of you have been to a movie theater in the last several years, there's always, you know, movie, movie in 3D, and they give you the glasses. 3D TVs effectively tried to emulate that at home to varying degrees of somewhat success, but it never really caught on as an at-home thing because the way one TV displayed it might be different than the way another TV displayed it. So even if Ian and I had the same movie, we might have two different TVs. It might like Ian may Ian's TV may give him a mind blowing experience the way that particular movie did 3D, but on my TV it might be just a piss poor experience. But vice versa, I might get another movie that looks great on my TV but not on Ian's. There was no consistency to it. Um, right. Yeah. Or, or we could all watch Wonder Woman 1984 and have a piss poor experience no matter where. I wanted to like that movie. I really did. You did too. We both wanted to like that movie and it just... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, we, just, we just, didn't you know, have to pay to watch it because digital subscription services. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, just like we were to our parents that um, <laughs> that was a wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I think we're probably about time. Um, we, we probably stretched a little bit beyond time. Um, so sorry for the longer episode, folks. But obviously, well, I, there's I, a I lot actually that... one, of, one of one of our shorter ones recently. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 funny that we went from a like talking about 
content distribution into effectively giving people a history lesson of how media has been kind of, I mean, a very, very, you know, Cliff Notes version, but still, right. I mean, it's, 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 it's neat. Like, I, I'm interested to see, like, I mean, apart from the obvious 8K movies, I'm interested to see how, you know, movies in particular are going to evolve in the next, you know, whatever the next generation might be. Because, yeah, I what? mean, like, like DVD to Blu-ray, the big thing was, it looks better. Blu-ray to 4K Blu-ray, the big thing was, it looks better. I, right. I feel personally there's only so many times somebody can tell me it's going to look better before I go, it looks fine now. I mean, maybe, well, maybe and, that and, I'm turning into my dad. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, here's another here's another little lesson before we, we split for you folks. A human biology type thing. The human eye really can only see about... 28 frames per second yeah so that's why you know there that's why things are standardized on like 30 frames 30 frames per second yep. because the human eye is limited by this so when yep. somebody tells you oh it's like 60 frames per second like okay that just means a little bit less it, it's, it's, going, like, it's going to look smoother but you're not going to be able to make you're, you're effectively only seeing half the frames like you know my monitor as an example plays at 144 frames a second so it looks really smooth, but my eye is only seeing, you know, I'm losing 120 frames a second that my eyes can't see. Right. So. Exactly. So anyway, um, yeah, we, we talked a lot about uh, the history of content, content delivery, um, content consumption. Streaming uh, services, saturation. You know, sat saturation. Did you say saturation? That's an entirely different thing. <laughs> saturation. That I, Cos that, that I think Bill Cosby just got a prison for. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned something, uh, you know, about the next generation of, of content. And I think that's I think we're going to see I think we're there's only certain areas that we can go to. And it'd be fun to really speculate. Right. Next time. Next time. Next time on. So. <laughs> Will Goku uh, rewind his VHS? Find out next time. On Dragon only, Ball Nerds. He will only rewind the VHS if somebody tells him that uh, somebody else can rewind it back. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you. And again, uh, we are the Non-Secular Nerds. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you know we are at this point uh check oh, us boy. out on twitter twitter at non nerd uh check us out on facebook where we are actually fairly active yeah. uh catch all of our videos on youtube and of course thank you to our uh podcast hosting platform anchor.fm mm -hmm. where uh we have all of our podcasts obviously hosted and uh we can from there branch out to our uh, other distributors spotify google uh, apple and like four or five different providers sorry i don't remember who you are because there's a lot of them we we have we have we're pretty much if you have a platform or if you have a podcasting platform on your phone or computer or wherever we're probably on it now <laughs> yes exactly so uh thank you again uh for watching and listening uh whatever um and we hope to catch you next time um yeah so you know i i think we're good so for non-secular nerds uh i'm ian and, and i'm i'm tim good night everybody Good night.